This podcast is sponsored by Calypso Technology. Calypso is the leading provider of front-to-back office technology solutions for the financial markets. With 18 years of experience delivering cross-asset solutions for trading, processing, risk management, and accounting, Calypso is able to focus its significant resources on customer problems, bringing simplicity to the most complex business and technology issues. The constant pressures for better allocation of capital and improved risk management matched by an ever-changing regulatory landscape in the financial markets demand technology solutions that are reliable, adaptable, and scalable. In response, Calypso provides customers with a single platform designed from the outset to enable consolidation, innovation, and growth. The result is compelling. Faster time to new markets, enterprise risk reduction, and lower technology costs drive immediate improvements to its customers' bottom line. To find out more, please visit Calypso.com. A recent poll by Sapient Global Markets found that while the majority of buy-side firms expect their derivatives volumes and trades to substantially rise over the next three years or so, many are not yet fully prepared for the changes to come. In this podcast, Jeff Cole, Director of Business Consulting at Sapien, talks to DerivSource about the technologies, market infrastructure, and governance structures they will need to implement. Here is DerivSource reporter, Lynn Strong and Dodds, speaking to Jeff Cole. Hello, this is Lynn Strong and Dodds. We are talking to Jeff Cole, Director of Business Consulting, Sapient Global Markets. I want to say thank you very much for taking part in our podcast. The first question that I will be asking was based on the recent survey that you conducted with the buy side. Was there anything that surprised you in the recent poll that found the majority of asset managers that their derivative volumes and trades would substantially increase in the next three years? Thank you, Lynn. Good to join you this morning. I think the results of the survey were generally in line with our initial hypotheses regarding derivatives usage. However, it was good to sort of peel the onion on the industry a little bit better and understand the uh, how wide the spectrum of derivatives processing capability was across the industry. We know things like changing market structure, inclusive of product standardization or things like central clearing were going to be partial drivers of that increased volume. We're aware that the desires of institutional investors are changing and becoming more complex, especially around solutions like liability-driven investing. And that's also requiring and driving a broader usage of derivative instrument types that may have been required in the past. And why do you think asset managers are still not yet fully resourced to accommodate derivatives? That's a great question. I think across that spectrum of responses, we saw some of the traditional mutual fund houses with decades of history in trading cash, equities, and bonds are still yet to make the full cultural mindset shift to go beyond the incremental investment and small bits of progress as each new derivative instrument type has been uh, utilized within the investment process. And in reality, what we're talking about here to be fully resourced to support derivative usage in all its forms across the enterprise will require elements of bringing in external talent and experience 
internal investment in education and training and people, as well as uh, revamping of governance models and dedication of project teams to focus on the 6, 12, 18-month program of work that's required to optimize the organization to fully support derivatives. And against that background, how can asset managers prepare for the pre- and post-trade onboarding for new derivatives, including legal agreements and regulatory requirements, as well as client services? I'd separate the answer to this into really two areas. There are some foundational aspects which are primarily internally focused for asset managers, where we're talking about developing a business view of the operating model across all geographies and product areas and asset classes to have the right level of common support services. And we're not just talking about in the trade life cycle here. We're also talking about areas, as you alluded to, around legal agreement management and regulatory interpretation, incorporation. And then we're also talking about investment in modern data architectures that support breaking or decoupling of the end-of-day dependency on accounting systems and overnight cycles or custodian data feeds that are quite typical in the asset management industry and enabling that data architecture with a level of flexibility that allows new derivative instrument types to be modeled and implemented within front office and middle office and back office systems as building blocks of instruments. We like to think of derivatives essentially being made up of three main components, futures, options, and interest rate swaps, and everything else is just a permutation of that. So some systems or some modern data architectures are much more inclined towards looking at derivatives from that building block perspective. And that's really critical towards optimizing the data and technology architecture in support of derivatives and support of that business-oriented operating model we talked about earlier. I would also add that there are some sort of external considerations that are really important to think about with respect to uh, the trading and increased usage of new derivative instrument types within client portfolios. And what that really requires is a thoughtful or uh, diligent rethink of the client experience and how to create a positive set of interactions across the life cycle of the client interaction. And so when new derivative instrument types are considered to be used within existing strategies or in portfolios, or when new products are about to be launched, there's elements of education and creating a long lead time and making clients at all levels feel comfortable with the direction of the portfolio and the investment strategy. And we've seen asset managers be successful in this respect, where some of the feedback from an institutional client perspective leads to comments like, it was a very solutions-oriented approach, and it was about figuring out how to get to yes versus a series of assigning tasks or getting lawyers involved early in the process. It was a lot more hand-holding and education along the way, and that really created a positive client experience from an external perspective. In terms of the technology, though, you're talking about market infrastructure. What type of technology do they need to implement? Do they already have it within their organization? Do they need to build it or buy it? What exactly is the type of technology that they need? Is it a lot of talk about front-to-end systems? Is that what you're alluding to? Or is it something different? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. There certainly are some systems in the marketplace that have traditionally come from a sell-side heritage and are very strong in the risk analytics and providing real-time views on the uh, exposures and sensitivities of, of various derivative instruments. 
but where we've seen the need to invest in some custom development tools in some cases is in the portfolio management and decision support area where essentially the screens and the tools and the method of interacting with portfolios inclusive of derivatives needs to be tightly coupled to the way the portfolio manager and the investment teams actually run the investment process. And there really just aren't many systems out there that cater to that level of flexibility and variety. So we're seeing the custom route quite popular for the front office set of tools. Are they building this in-house or using third parties or using what do you think will be the evolution of utilities, which seems to be a very popular option going ahead? Yeah, I think the asset managers will continue to view their investment process as their competitive advantage. So we'll see use of third-party service providers to support the development of these custom tools to support in-house capabilities. But that certainly is an area of specialization where asset managers are looking to differentiate and do their own unique thing to leverage their own strengths and investments in research and front office talent. The sort of utility or industrialization side of the equation, I think you're certainly seeing things like initial margin calculators and portfolio margin calculators being made available by some of the FCMs and clearinghouses. And so for the asset managers, it's about How do they leverage the full suite of tools that may be exposed by various service providers across the industry value chain and plug in the respective risk engines and decision support systems and performance and attribution calculation engines to each of those industry utilities or components where appropriate? But again, that sort of leads you down the path that suggests the foundational aspects of a robust and flexible data architecture that supports a lot of these changes without a lot of new custom development every time are really critical towards taking advantage of the proliferation of offerings that are available in the marketplace. And finally, given the level of change, governance is always such an important issue. Do they have to change their governance structures as well, or what type of structures will they need to implement to oversee this? That's a great point. I think governance and the the range of committees and working groups and structures that may be involved in overseeing and monitoring and supporting the implementation and usage of new derivative instrument types is often an area that is overlooked. We do see that as an area of opportunity for optimizing elements of the process, particularly to enable reducing the cycle time between the moment a portfolio manager or a product development team has a new idea for a product or trading a new derivative instrument all the way down to the time that that first trade is able to be affected in the marketplace. So governance is an area that can really uh, help compress that cycle time. And so the optimal governance structure or elements of best practices related to governance structures for derivative include things like enterprise-wide committees with a mandate for oversight and monitoring and guidance for the long-term derivatives usage and risk management within the firm, across all investment products, across all geographies, and that goes across maybe traditional asset class silos. But that governance committee should also be empowered and staffed and resourced appropriately to be able to conduct sufficient uh, due diligence to understand the operational, legal, and regulatory impacts of launching new products that may include usage of new derivatives or the expansion of existing strategies that may require usage of new derivative instrument types. So there can often be significant heavy lifting and uh, operational due diligence to make that determination, but the governance committees need to be empowered to launch those programs and then ultimately make decisions. 
go no go decisions for for products and derivative instrument type trading off the back of that. Are you seeing asset managers creating these type of governance committees? I know there's been a lot of talk about it, but do you actually see these committees, type of committees being launched? Because the deadlines keep moving. So as a result, people do tend to kind of focus on what's in front of them and not maybe what is in a couple of years' time. I think definitely that was one of the highlights of the survey is we did see a broad spectrum of sophistication with respect to having an enterprise-oriented committee or empowering and staffing that committee appropriately. I think the important thing to remember here is the implementation of these changes has only been catalyzed by some of the regulatory drivers, not necessarily mandated by. And so this is more about enabling more robust and efficient product innovation, exposing the full range of exposure, risk, and volatility management tools to investment teams than about responding to a specific regulation. So I think Many asset managers have come to that realization and have embarked on not only in making some of the operating model and technology investments we discussed earlier, but also in in supplementing that with the associated governance changes that we've just discussed. Well, great. Well, thank you very much for your insights. It's been very helpful, and thank you for your time. Thank you to Jeff for joining us today. If you'd like to see the transcript of this podcast, please see our podcast notes page on DerivSource.com. Thank you for listening. Join us next time.